Yep, yep, what's your yep? Yeah. Check, 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 check. One, two, one, two, check, 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 check. I'm going to take my hat. I'm going to take my high pass filler off this time. Bum, 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 bum. I don't know what that means. I haven't got a fucking clue. Do I sound more bassy now? Sound more groovy, yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah. Does this sound nice like that? What about now? Have you finished? Yeah. It's stuck down a well. Uh, what else can I shock you with? Shock me. Yeah, 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 yeah. Do you think that's okay? Yeah, it sounds Hi, like... Hi, welcome to episode seven of the Hotel <laughs> Podcast. Please, please stop it. <laughs> I've just got loads of toys, you know. I have to play with them. Right, get rid of that. Sorry. Yeah, come on. What? Anyway, episode seven, Daniel. Yeah, we're going to start it. Yeah. Yeah. You're so... Um, Pardon? So You're so windy. Windy? Yeah, your mouth and that. <laughs> I don't know, there's no it's wind. Right. It's, just, it's just the way you are. It's not It's not the oh, wrong record, oh, so, recording so, technique sorry. or anything. Just looking for a window open, but it's not. It's just no. my breathy voice. <laughs> um, who's the worst person you've ever met or like came across or just know um, that is that is quite a controversial question <laughs> yeah you have to be quite anonymous with yeah. it, don't you? Um, the worst person I've ever met so yeah, pro- yeah you, you don't know them specifically but when you go out there's always those people Always oh, that are sat sat in a booth, and you just want to hurt. Yeah. You want to hurt them. People who like pay nope. to sit in a certain part of a. Can you get the phone off, please, Dan? Yeah, People who just... paid to be in a certain part of a club, you mean, and pay yeah. for like full balls of things. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty pretty boring, isn't it? It's like it's like where do you think you are, like New York? It's, or like it's it's disgraceful. The East End. The East the East End of Yanchester. Yeah. Um, what about you? What's the worst person you've ever met? Worst person I've ever met? S- was... Someone I know? No, I was oh. watching a fuck. I watching a fuck gig. So you're never gonna have like really good people at a no. fuck gig anyway. They're always like, tell you what, tell you what is the audience of a fuck gig? It's champagne socialists, really rich people that like to the idea of helping people. Is that why you were there? But then don't, yeah, pretty much. But then don't actually. They're actually really shocking people. Yeah. Um, and it has to be said that the folk scene is probably the worst dressed as well. Yeah. No. Yeah. By, that goes without saying. By by a mile. Um. But anyway, so the worst person I've met. Um. I was just putting some sun cream out. It was like an outdoor gig. Um. And this man just like put his hand out. Didn't say anything. Just looked me in the eyes and did that with his hand. <laughs> like, give me my change. <laughs> So I thought, all right then, it was like a festival, so I'll give you a little bit, it's not a problem. And he just took it in and kind of just nodded. <laughs> and then the band we were watching, they're kind of like, it was, this is the kit, so they're kind of like... Oh, was this at Glastonbury? 
Yeah, I want to keep yeah. it. I don't want to say Glastonbury, oh, but sorry. now it's come out. Yeah, sorry. Um, so they're quite. They're like quite. They got a bit of everything, and it's not just like crying over your lost sheep or whatever. <laughs> um, Dan- and dancing then, on hay bales and that, yeah. So, yeah, so he was having he was having a little dance, which I was fine with. And, and I just me- must mention at this point that he was just the worst smelling person I've ever. Seen. You know, people are just <laughs> for you, for you, yeah. And it gets so bad that it almost becomes good again. Yeah, it was like that, and he was like doing. He was like doing the mystical dance and he was just reeking and he was like leaking as well. I was like, I wish I'd just give you some like deodorant now. Like even with sun cream. Yeah. And he came up to me again, asked for more sun cream like 15 <laughs> minutes later. And then just kept, kept dancing, just like nodding at me. I was like, God, you are, you're awful. I had to, I had to move in the end. Fair. You know what? I, I, I've, I've got a bit of respect for him, the amount of um, just pa- he's power played you there. The audacity of The audacity. Yeah, give some sun cream then. Come on. <laughs> That's my sun cream. That I just thought I'd, uh, just thought I'd let you know that I, I, I own this. I own you. Yeah. I own the sun cream. So, yeah, he's probably the worst person I've ever met. But I suppose he was, wasn't was that bad. Oh, uh, yeah. Wasn't a serial killer. Well, he could. But yeah, you don't know these things. He might have been. Just a serial sun cream nicker. Yeah. Bastard. Right, Matthew, have you ever been to a cheese factory? Yeah, I have actually. I've been to the Wensley Dill one. I thought you had, and so have I. I've been about, I reckon, four or five times. I'm very jealous. In Hawes, yeah? Yeah, with, with Hawes. With, ha- <laughs> <laughs> with Hawes and Wallace and Gromit, yeah. 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 Right, good. Um, was that all you that's, all that's, I wanted that's, to know? That's all I wanted to know. Sorry, I ruined that a bit, didn't I? Yeah, sorry. <laughs> I've never made a chicken Kiev in my life. You've got to start somewhere, haven't you? You've always got to start somewhere. That's what you can do, Tell. Yeah. I, I, I mean, none of these things. What's up, guys? It's Johnny Marr here. This is the second diary entry from my trip up Mountain Everest with the handsome Aunt Middleton of the Channel 4 Special Forces Army. We completed the first day on the mountain and reached Camp 2, where me and Aunt had broke the ice quite literally by stripping our underwear listening to the yard birds and having a friendly kiss. The first night in the tent was damp, dark, cold and noisy, much like the dressing rooms of the grotty venues we played back in 80s Manchester with the Smiths. Ha! Beautiful, but it didn't work. I woke up at the break of dawn at 5am and stepped outside my tent. Aunt was cooking us a breakfast of vegetarian sausages and beans, calling it an SES stew. Ant was stood on top of one of the rocks on the mountain while the dish simmered. He pressed his knees into his chest and had his hands on each cheek. His posture reminded me somewhat of a vulture or the victim of a handbag robbery. <coughs> Ant was making a slight cooing sound like this. <coughs> it reverberated like a jangly 80s guitar in the Himalayan heights. When I asked what he was doing, Ant replied, Johnny, each day... We must, we must pay our respects to the fathers of courage, wisdom, fuel and determination. Without them, we are nothing. In order for us to survive this ordeal, the fathers must receive our utmost respect. By gahooing, I hope I'm giving this. This climb is about to become exponentially harder. We must allow our inner grit to be released. 
Only then will there be true warriors and explorers that fathers require of us. I sat humbled, then Ant stepped off his rock with the phrase, Now, Johnny, would you like two or three sausages? We ate our bre- <laughs> We ate our breakfast up to the soundtrack of Himalayan FM, the highest radio station in the world. Ant phoned in and requested, That joke isn't funny anymore by the Smiths. In irony, we both laughed. The climb from Camp 2 to Camp 3 was going to be a challenge. We'd need to use picks and harnesses to assist with the climb. My harness was custom made and was sewed out with purple velvet and had paisley design on each of the leg loops. We began, we began, I forgot to speak. We began climbing the sudden, first sudden ascent and it was going well for the first part. The Sherpas congratulated mine and Ant's confidence in the climb. Just as things were going well, I just see your face. <laughs> Uh, one of Ant's ice picks came out of the ice face and was dropped Ant was now dangling by one pick and suddenly everyone began to panic the only way to rescue Ant would be for for someone to climb down unharnessed and give him a new pick I then had a genius idea I asked one of the Sherpas to pass me my Everest signature guitar I then tied the guitar strap to my harness and then left the guitar dangling below me it was dangling just low enough that Ant was able to grab the neck. I was now towing Ant up the face of the ice with my guitar as our tow rope. We spent five more minutes climbing with a slight tension in the area. When we finally reached the top, Ant and I hugged and kissed at the top. We were then interrupted by a voice. Hello there, looks like you first could do with some help from now on. Mind if I join the party? It was the voice of Stephen Morrissey. There you go. Wow. On a cl- really on a cliffhanger. Flipping heck. And, uh, Li- quite literally. There you go. And what Stephen Morrissey will have to say in future... Uh, future renditions. Biographical accounts. Yeah. Non-fiction um, tales. So, yeah. yeah. Well, thanks, th- thanks for listening. Uh, thanks for sending it in again, Johnny. Yeah. Um, well read. <laughs> Real sausages! I've um I've had another email from KLM Industries again because mm-hmm. um they well the last the last promotion went quite well so they thought let's do another one so I'll just play play that now for us yeah yeah it's a quick sponsor break we've all been there it's the night before your wife's birthday and you're doing one final check to make sure you've got everything planned. Right, so we'd wake up, have a few kings, sit off for Beamish and get back just in time for tipping point. Sounds perfect. Oh, wait. Oh, man. I haven't got a present yet. Panic sets in as you rush to the car. Where the fuck are you going? Oh, I'm just going out to feed the ducks, love. I won't be a minute. You frantically drive to Teesside Park in a hurried hurried attempt to find the perfect gift. But it's half past nine, everywhere is shut, a million thoughts race through your head. You could break into PC World and get her a new kettle. No, you've just got a new rapid boil one six months ago. And is it really worth breaking your parole again? You could go pick some flowers from the side of the road. How romantic! But you can't remember if your wife hates the colour red or yellow and she would beat you within an inch of your life if you got it wrong again. Not worth it. 
Luckily, your clock, a 24-hour garage, is light. Blinking on the side of the A66. This is your last chance. Skidding onto the forecourt, you roll out the car through the automatic doors. The shells of overpriced chocolate and cold pasties aren't looking promising. You're about to give up, you're about to give up hope and just accept the inevitable, the inevitable hiding you're going to get from your wife when you get in. But then you see it. Next to the windscreen washer, the all-new product from Kalem Industries, super sticky imported engine oil. Your face lights up. It's perfect. She'll love it. You throw a very reasonable £24.99 at the shop assistant and drive home with a smile as wide as Gaz's arse. The perfect present for the perfect family. If it's a happy family you want, then look no further than Kalem Industries' all-new super sticky imported engine oil. Visit us in our Peruvian branch in Stoke today. Warning, Kalem Industries is an all-new... <laughs> <laughs> Warning, Kalem Industries' all-new super sticky imported engine oil may not actually contain any engine oil and might just be melted down trout fingers. Always read the label. By the time you get to Saturday night and you're drinking a beer or having a little bit of Chinese, you're all of a sudden thinking about Monday morning and what the next game is. We live in a world where we live in a profession where you win a game, you lose the next one, and you're deemed as a failure, and you realise that you always have to be at the top of it and always planning. Um, oh, that's a little shit. I'll ask, do you know what? I've got, what, got one more question. For, well, is it a question? I'm not sure. Because... We all know this is it's a common common thing that everyone knows all the, all ravens are goths. Yes. Mm, yeah. That's accepted. Mm-hmm. So would you also include slugs into that category? Um I've never really thought about ravens being goths. Have you not? Is that just cuz the blacks it's a bit of a lazy uh It is quite it is lazy, but It's also I'd say I'd say goths uh, those feathers are quite gothic. I don't know. Yeah. And also that poem about ravens. You, you know. I don't know what poem you mean. Uh, was it? It was on the Simpsons. Uh, some Edgar Allan Poe thing. All oh, right. Sorry. Yeah. Reliable. Yeah. News program. Yeah. Festival <laughs> program. Um. Are slugs goths? Just, I'd say. Imagine what. Are slugs? Are... No. Slugs, I think slugs like prog. <laughs> could I you think not, slug could love seventies prog? Yeah, but, I, mean, I could. Slugs are the, they're just like dads of the insect world. Yeah, I what well, I could see, I could definitely see a slug in an Alice Cooper t-shirt with like a top hat on. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You can have that. Yeah. Okay. Let's let's say slugs. Are more likely to be goths than snails. Daddy long legs is. Yeah. Daddy long legs love funk. <laughs> yeah. No, it's, so. yeah. They're big, big on the um, parliament scene, aren't they? Exactly. Yeah. That's the big, that's the big point I want to make out yeah. of that. What, is there any shops that have closed that you really miss, Dan? Um, well, the obvious one's Woolworths, but I never really went into Woolworths as a child. Everyone went into Woolworths, but never bought anything. Yeah. Just kind of, that's why it shut down, probably. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone just robbed them. Yeah. Joe, you know I do. Joe, you know I do. 
it's not closed down, but there's not any in Liverpool, which is boys. Yeah, boys stops at York. Yeah. It's the most south it goes. Which is, I th- yeah, I think they're missing a trick, really. I mean, you've got Wilco, but yeah. I don't know. There's some things that boys do better than Wilco. Yeah. E.g. car stuff. You got uh, you got a nice bum bag in boys for two quid. I did, yeah, and I wear it quite a lot. Yeah. Um, what else isn't good in boys that's not good in Wilco? You get sweets, a, zips, a bit more. Yeah, any anything material yeah. wise. Um, the kitchen products are more expensive, but they're better. It's just better. Um, they've got a, a lot better fishing range. Um, and then. Boys has more of a tendency to surprise. It always has. Yeah. It's a bit like Aldi. It has little bits right at the front. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, fancy that. Like, what did I see once? It was like um, a kid's suitcase, but it was like like a car, so you could like ride it. <laughs> and I know they already exist, but it was like shaped like a mini. Oh, get in. It was well good. It was like 10 quid. <laughs> so I'm, I'm sure that would survive uh, an, an economy class. Yeah. Uh, Playing Chuck, chucking about, or either that, or your children's clothes just get crushed to dust. <laughs> all, so. all the all the paint leaks off the off the yeah. suitcase onto your clothes. Yeah, all of the chocolate they've bought in Spain. Yeah, just, just goes back into. What about you, Matthew? What about you, Matthew? Clothes shop I missed the most. Not clothes shop. The closed shop. Closed shop uh, is Lamb's Toy Shop in. Oh yeah, I drove past that the other day. Did you used to go there? Yeah, I did, with my grand. would have been your local uh, toy shop. Local toy shop, yeah. Um, yeah, it was great. The bit, was... like, obviously right at the front was all, like, the girly bits. was never bothered about them. No. Um, but then as you go past the counter, we go, it's kind of like the further, the, hard, the, further, the further you go into shop, the older you are. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of like you get the little bit of boys stuff just before you go up the stairs, and it's like, it was like rubbish bits, like um, like like Power Rangers, yeah, all uh, that, all that shape, scooters, just really like soppy stuff. And then you got what all the army stuff. Yeah, yeah, that's the first thing as you go up the stairs. Yeah, then you go around the nook at the back of the stairs, which is where we got into the real, <laughs> real stuff. We got into the train sets, Airfix. Airfix. Oh man. Thomas oh Tank. man, airfix, <laughs> airfix. Oh, Get that... your fix with airfix, yeah. and then the very last spot was like quite professional modelling. Yeah, and that was just touch. In fact, I might have been on the ground floor. You know, maybe it went reverse to where I'm sitting. Maybe you started off the front of the shop was old, and then the back of the shop was new. I don't know. Anyway, I do miss it, and I had a dream once that I got the really expensive Thomas the Tank Engine train from there how old were you here 10 about 18 and then <laughs> like it's one of those it's one of those dreams where you you wake up and you're convinced that that's how your life is yeah. and you've got that i was like oh i can't wait to play that today then you realize oh no yeah, i don't know it's i don't have it i don't have it and i'm 18 years old yeah <laughs> it, what, it, it happened when i was like in year five no probably i reckon younger than that i'm gonna say like, maybe like eight whatever year that is okay so that was sad. Uh, but yeah, I do miss lambs. Yeah. Any kind of toy shops just don't really happen these because kids are just too stuck on their 
the pads and that. Yeah. Um, All right, grain dead. <laughs> oh, they're not. They're not out fighting wars anymore. No, boring. Makes you, makes you sick. They're out punching trees and that. <laughs> Going out fighting. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I just really, uh, I was just looking outside before, like a cat on the windowsill. Right. Um, licking my paws, um, licking my feet. Yeah. Doing that like noise, yeah. get like all of the Eat, hairs out. Just eating tuna, yeah. Yeah. And then I was like, the bit I live in Manchester, there's like, it's just, in, it's like a Mancunian stronghold. You notice when someone's not from it, you're like, I get looked at in the shop. And yeah, that. you get battered in. And there was a refrigerator man stopped off at the house across the road and he, he like knocks on the buzzer. He's like, and they've got like one of those electronic doorbell things. Right. He's like, all right. Oh, you think you're uh, expecting a fridge today, aren't you? Uh, is it Sally? Oi, um, I've got the fridge today. I just wasn't, you weren't answering on the phone. That's all. I just came by to check whether you still wanted the fridge. Uh, it was just so nice. I've never met, a, I've never heard a nicer man. And the woman was awful to him. Um, but it just, it just came out of nowhere. Wow. He was like, I think you were expecting a fridge today. It's like that kind of thing. Yeah. Like he was on Blue Peter. <laughs> Perhaps he was. Perhaps he was. And in the pandemic, he's had to source new income. A new Blue Peter presenter. He's going on yeah. selling fridges. Jaws, how the conditioner, man, how the condition people, your jaws, boom, 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 yeah. They're just flying about. You've got a night job works here. Sharks will have a look at me and think, yeah, I know how to do them. You punch them right in the fucking air hole and they swim off. Right. Okay. Okay. It's time to check in with Noel Gallagher. I think it? it is time to check in with Noel Gallagher. He sent me um sent me a little update from because we've not heard from him for a while, so sent me a little update of what's going on in his life. I'll just get it get it out of you. Hello, Dan. Just checking up again to see how you are. Hope you've hope you've been keeping yourself busy. I've been all right. Thanks for asking. I'm li- still living with my mum after the wife kicked us out, which you know was a, still a bit of a fuck on. But um, as you know, my good friends the Ramones said, "Hey ho, let's go." <laughs> I'm still not quite sure if my mum's um, fully accepted me moving back in yet because um, she still seems a bit standoffish towards me whenever I try to talk to her, you know, during um, a Judge Rinder or Tipping Point programmes. But to be fair, they are quite intense, so I do understand that. I got in a bit of I got in a bit of bother again this week, or last week, so she's um, been playing, playing Liam's songs non-stop while I've been trying to um, sleep in bed. Wall of glass, do 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 you'll shatter like a wall of feckin' glass. You know, stuff like that, you know. Um, so, <laughs> so yeah, yeah. last Friday, we she was um, down the bookies and um, all, af- like all afternoon watching the racing because, you know, they've reopened in there. So I thought it would be the perfect opportunity for my uh, good friend George Clark to come over because I've not seen him for ages. So I dropped I dropped my mum outside of uh, William Hill and um, I text George to say, oh, it's all clear to come round. And, you know, when I got back, he was there, sat on the doorstep, picking his nose, waiting for, waiting for me to let him in. Oh, all right, man, Noel. Fancy seeing you here. Aha, that's just a mac and joke from me. 
Come on, come on, let us in. I'm dying for a scotch egg and a big fucking ball of yogurt. So we went inside and I sat down in front of the telly. As I went as I went to the kitchen to get the food, just as just as I was dipping the scotch egg into the yogurt, I heard some scraping and some groaning from the sitting room. I poked my head around, hoping it was just Warwick Davis getting a bit flustered on Tenable. George man, what you do George man, what you doing? Get, that's just my voice, isn't it? <laughs> George man, what you doing? You can't move you can't be moving the furniture around. Me mum my mum'll know where you've been in. Quick, move it back to where it was before she comes back. <laughs> oh, but I just wanna make this amazing space null. I can't help myself. You know, you haven't been, you haven't even got an electric carpet or a coffee table that barks every time barking on son. I had to do something, man. No, jo- no, George, please. <laughs> My mum will lamp the living shit out of me if she notices anything out is out of place. Please move it back, please. So we um we moved everything back to its uh, normal place and resumed watching Tenable laughing away at Warwick's daft jokes until we till we thought, shit, there's footsteps coming up the path. Mam was back from the bookies early. I got George to jump behind the sofa just in time before the door opened. Noel, Noel, put the kettle on for me, I'm gasping. The only went and kicked me out the bookies, didn't he? The bastards. So a horse is miles ahead of any other going into the final stretch when this kestrel flies down and picks the jackie up after horse, which somehow disqualifies him. How the hell is that fair? I did what any normal person would do in that situation, and punched a bucky when he wouldn't give me a refund. You can add Kestrel to the list of birds I don't hate along with Sparrows and Keith Richards. <laughs> I'll try and get them shut down for you, ma'am. Do you, know, do you want anything with your tea? Thank you, Noel. You're a diamond. Just a couple of tubs of butter to rub into me gums. <laughs> Hang on. Why are the two plates of scotch eggs and yaghurt out? Have you been having a dirty girl round when I've been out? Because I swear down, Noel, if you have. I've got plenty. I've still got plenty left in me to give you a good fucking hiding. At this, at this point, I'm shitting myself. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I'm just really hungry. You know how, you know how Warwick Davis gets me. Makes me starving just looking at him. Okay, Noel, I believe you. Now shut up so I can watch Tipping Point. I gave her a cup of tea and a first tub of butter as she started sipping and rubbing. (laughs) (laughs) I thought I I got away with it until she put her feet up. Noel, why don't my feet reach a footstool? Uh, Have you shrunk in in the wash? She, la- she, she lamped me. I'm not in the mood for joking around, Noel. Have you been moving my furniture around? Because if you have, I swear to God, Noel. Wait a second. That sofa's out of place as well. It's supposed to run parallel with that picture of Alexander Armstrong I have on the window ledge. You can't be moving. You haven't been moving my stuff around, have you, Noel? No, please. I haven't touched anything. My cosmic sound waves must have moved it when I was practicing <laughs> this afternoon. <laughs> Don't bullshit me, Noel. 
What's that smell? It smells like shipbuilding and peace pudding. Just then, George let out a big mac and fart that filled the room with the, <laughs> the stench of mushy peas and other Sunderland scents. <laughs> oh, my Jesus, what the hell is that? George leapt out from behind the sofa and darted towards the front door. Ah, see you then, Noel. Sorry about the smell, Mrs. G. As George sprinted out of sight, I could feel my mum's eyes burning into the back of my head. You horrible little cardboard haircut stinking liar. How dare you bring that man into my house and then lie about it? She um she launched the Scotch eggs towards my head and as and I was knocked out cold. I woke up I woke back up, locked in the spare room, and that's where I've been for the past few days. You know, Mum occasionally slides through flat some flattened breadsticks for me to snack on. And but yesterday she uh, sent through a, a picture of her burning all my Fred Perry polos in the back garden. A true, a truly uncool moment. Anyway, um, that's all that's really been happening in my life, Dan. Um, I hope you've enjoyed it and it's keep you entertained for a bit. So um, I'll see you see you later in my cosmic ways. Good uh, goodbye. Well, that was um. Noel Gallagher, everybody. I couldn't have put it. Yes, could yeah. have put it better myself. Yep. Um. Should we conclude it there, Dan? Yeah, I've um, I've got stuff to do. I've got to pick my pick my car up from the garage. Oh yeah, yeah. What garage is that? Um, one in Chesley Street. Mm. Yeah. What was getting fixed on it? Uh, just the standard service. Apparently, needs a new tire. So. Good. Nah, that's what they all say. Yeah. And swapped it out while while he weren't there. It's like, yeah. oh, this tire's just fully balled. Sat sanded, sanded one part of it down. Six hundred pounds to. Uh, yeah, and also apparently the um the air conditioning was full of leaves. <laughs> <laughs> that's not even. That is a hundred percent true. True. <laughs> that is true. All right. The my diagnosis uh for the not working of this car is the air conditioning is full of leaves. With that being said, we can we can listen to another Alpha Romeo Owners Club next week. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm excited for that. Maybe they'll have problems with the um, air conditioning full, of, full leaves. of leaves. Maybe he's got a mouth full of leaves. In. <laughs> cool. I think the next episode will be recording in person. Isn't that exciting? Yeah, that is exciting. Our first one. So we, I know, so we can kiss and tell, kiss and, kiss and cuddle each other. Yeah, yeah. We can record it. Like I'll, I'll sit on your lap. <laughs> and we'll just share this yeah. microphone. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. Goodbye, everybody. Bye. Bye. Bye.